This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 583, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, May 30th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 583. It's our comic reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, May 30th. Uh, let's just jump right in, why don't we? Every week we take a look at some of the highlighted releases from the week that was. Uh, so in this case, I'm recording this on Thursday, June 7th. So it's the last chance to kind of, you know, take one last book. Look at uh, the uh, books of May, specifically May 30th. Um, the books I will not be talking about today include some of the following releases, which I just did not have a chance to read yet, including Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, Aquaman and Jabberjaw, uh, Bane Conquest, uh, Black Lightning, Hong Kong Fui, uh, Daredevil, Doomsday Clock, Flash, and Speed Buggy, uh, let's see, Green Arrow Annual, Green Lantern Annual, uh, No Justice Number 4, Lockjaw versus Annihilus, uh, Miss Marvel, Spider-Gwen, Star Wars Lando, uh, Double or Nothing, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, Super Sons, and Dynamite and Blue Falcon, uh, The Man of Steel Number 1, The Punisher, X-Men Blue, X-Men Red Annual, and You Are Deadpool Number 5. Um, the books I will be talking about, just a few of them. Uh, first one is Amazing Spider-Man 800, which realistically could have been many different issues. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot all in one uh, particular issue. Uh, a lot of different creative teams involved in this. Um, so, so let's see, the, this is, this is a lot because there's what, 80 pages of content or something insane. Um, so you have, you know, was it four or five concise stories that actually happen in here? They're all separated by different chapters. Uh, the first one is by Nathan Stockman, I believe. Uh, the second by Humberto Ramos. Uh, then you have Giuseppe Camoncoli on his own. Um, just trying to think, and who does, and then I guess Stuart Eminem does the the longest or and and last chapter. Uh, so that's a lot of different creators working on this book. You also have Marcus Martin. Um, so there's a lot going on. Um, actually, sorry, I was wrong. It was Nate Stockman was incorrect? My apologies. Uh, chapter one, crawling through the wreckage, art by Nick Bradshaw. Uh, chapter two, too many targets by Humberto Ramos. Chapter three, family infighting by Giuseppe Camoncoli. Chapter four, the Goblin Triumphant by Stuart Eminem. And uh, almost solitary confinement and the return of Harry. Osborne by Giuseppe Camoncoli and Goodbye by Marcus Matan. Um, so there's a lot in here. It's funny. Uh, sadly, there is a podcast that exists somewhere, but uh, you can barely hear me on it. It's on the uh, Cave of Solitude. I recorded an entire episode where we spent a lot of time talking about this particular issue. And it's a shame because uh, we really went kind of deep diving into what this book was. Um, I've had time to ruminate and think about it. I The issue's fine. It doesn't... I was listening to the Amazing Spider talk yesterday, and they were really high on this issue, Dan Gabazin in particular. And I get why he liked this so much. I just don't know if I could quite buy into all of it. I mean, it was still entertaining, but um, I felt that it was almost like he, Dan Slott tried to throw too much into this issue, um, as opposed to kind of letting things breathe a little bit. Um, and... I feel like it played on a lot of the same beats that the, we'd already gotten in previous issues. I mean, the whole point, you had Sp- you know, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and then all his amazing friends are taken out, and they have to believe that it's all going to be about Spider-Man really having to be able to be the one who does this. And then he ends up getting a lot of help here. He rebonds with the Venom symbiote, and I, I just don't buy a lot of this. Like, I just don't find in what situation would Eddie Brock really give up the symbiote, and then... I don't, I don't know. And and everything with Flash and Anti-Venom, I hate the whole eating anti-venom to begin with. So I guess they kind of needed it to be, to be there in order to be able to have the beat go out the way it does here. Having the um, Otto Octavius return felt very out of nowhere. Um, the way in which Goblin Child was written, I didn't really enjoy. 
I thought that was kind of a dumb... The, the idea of having a child very upset and feeling a sense of, um, of jealousy because of another sibling getting more love um, is really human and really interesting. And yet, then, instead of playing a really more somber beat about what it must be like to be Norman Osborn and, you know, kind of ends up in this, this thrust between his grandfather and his dad, instead it just, it just goes a little bit too manic with the carnage thing. I did like having Green Goblin and Spider-Man kind of mano-mano going up against each other. I did like the elements with J. Jonah Jameson. It's not the first time he's tried to shoot Osborn. Also, the first time he actually has pulled the trigger. And I thought, for those who remember, what was it, Spectacular Spider-Man 97, I think, or 96, uh, the last chapter of uh, The Gathering of Five, yeah, that's right. No one. Uh, but for those, for me, who remembers that moment when uh, Jameson actually held a gun at an Osborne but then couldn't shoot, um, that was kind of a nice moment to kind of see that replayed here. Uh, for finally, he has the actual balls to do it. Um, there's a few kind of endings here. You have Harry Osborne officially taking on the Osborne name again instead of being Lyman. You have uh, Normie maybe still having a little bit of carnage in him. You have Flash Thompson dying, which is played as a nice emotional beat, and the relationship between him and Jono is definitely interesting. Um, I'm just not super high on it. Uh, I would give it maybe... I mean, it had fantastic art, and so it's hard to you know really fault anything there. I'll give it a 7. I just thought they maybe packed too much in, and it didn't quite survive on its own. Uh, next up is Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Part 1, Robin versus Al- Ra's al Ghul. Um... This was really entertaining and enjoyable, and, and quite a solid story of um, uh, bit. It's, it's just you know Robin up against basically uh, may, maybe a version of himself as what he sees here, and uh, ends up being a much more deeper story that ends up having him confront Rosal Cool and what he could be in the future, uh, and also how he feels about uh, Selena marrying his dad. I thought it was pretty interesting. By Tim Seeley, I worked by Brad Walker. I thought it achieved a lot of good um, narrative beats. I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, am I too high on this? No, I thought it was really good. It was an enjoyable read. Um, it moved quickly, had a good, you know, thorough line, and I, I dug it. We've got Infinity uh, Countdown, Captain Marvel, number 1. This is by Jim McCann, and artwork by Diego Olor-Tegui. Um, this is all about Captain Marvel, who has the reality stone, and it's kind of cool. The, you know, her kind of reach out to different realities to find out different things that have gone through in terms of her history, and it kind of runs the gamut. Um, but pretty, very cool, and I, I like that. Um, and it doesn't really go anywhere. It's much more introspective than that. But um, I did enjoy it, and I thought it really kind of was able to tell a concise story um, about Captain Marvel and the way that she kind of sees other versions of herself and uh, from other realities. I thought was really cool, and again, it was much more character oriented as opposed to kind of being more plot heavy. Um, but I did enjoy it. It was it was pretty good. Um, the art was good. I like the different realities we get to visit. I'm going to give it an eight. Next up, we and last up, I should say, we have Marvel Two and One: The Thing and the Human Torch number six. Um, this I enjoyed a lot, um, and it's kind of sad because I guess this is what the last time we're going to see Jim Chung in a Marvel book for a while. Um, artwork was fantastic. Uh, the story by Chip Zdarsky was really enjoyable as well. Um, really kind of pushed things forward um, with you know Thing and Human Torch, um, you know, in this alternate universe. And uh, the the art is what really really sells this. I mean, it's so good. It just uh, Jim Chung's artwork is so gorgeous. And uh, yeah, and now 
obviously we know the FF are coming back. So the idea that, you know, it's very kind of, um, uh, pessimistic here that you know the idea that you know no they're they're dead they're not coming back but obviously we know they are but um, I enjoyed this very much it was exceptional um, again this was just such a highlight I'm gonna give it an eight and a half it looks fantastic I would actually you know what screw it I'm giving it a nine it was it flows really well the characters really ring true um, seeing alternate versions of characters really works as well the art is so insanely on point um, this was just fantastic. Uh, so I, I really dug this all the way through, and yeah, I'm going to give it a nice solid nine. Uh, so looking forward to next week, I'll be talking about comics that came out on Wednesday, the 6th of June. Some of the highlights coming out include uh, Garfield Homecoming, uh, let's see, Go Go Power Rangers number 10, uh, Rockers Modern Life number 5, we've got uh, Doctor Star and Kingdom Lost Tomorrows, Let's see what else we've got. Uh, we have Sword Daughter number one by Brian Wood, which is really, really good. In fact, I spoke to Brian Wood this evening, and that'll be coming up in a couple of days in episode 584. We spoke specifically about Sword Daughter, although at one point I called it Sword Princess by accident, and that he was so kind and did not um, did not correct me, but I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I just I just called his comic with the wrong book, uh, wrong title. Uh, there's new issues of Batman. Uh, Cyborg, Deathstroke, um, Green Arrow, Green Lanterns, Harley Quinn, Justice, Injustice number two, Justice League number one, uh, Nightwing, Wonder Woman Annual, The Unexpected, um, let's see, and then over at IDW, there's Ghostbusters Crossing Over, um, John Byrne's Stowaway to Stars number one special edition, Star Wars Adventures number 11, TMNT Adventures Trade Paperback volume 15, uh, over at Image, got Block Science 36, Death or Glory number two, uh, we also got Paper Girls, number 21, Spawn 286, Walking Dead 180. Uh, over at Marvel, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, number 105, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Adventures Digest, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Living Legends. Can you guess a theme? Maybe someone has a movie coming up. Ant-Man, Astonishing Origins, Trade Paperback, new issues of Astonishing X-Men, Ben Riley, The Scarlet Spider, Captain America, Dazzler X-Song, uh, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Hunt for Wolverine, Weapon Lost, Number two, Immortal Hulk, Infinity Countdown. Number four, there's the Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man Omnibus Hardcover. Uh, Old Man Hawkeye, number four, second printing. Um, Star Wars 49, Thanos Annual, number one, second printing, because it's come back. True Believers, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Birth of Giant Man, number one. X-Men Gold, number 29, and X-Men Red, number five, amongst other releases, uh, including Archie, number 31. As that book just continues to go on and continues to be enjoyable and uh, just very good. Uh, so that is everything I'll be talking about on this episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Episode 584 will be up in a couple of days and feature my conversation with Brian Wood. Thank you for joining us for this episode, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>